Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our online campus if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. So glad you're here this morning. And I just want to add my invitation to Pastor Ryan's invitation about interest night tonight. Uh, We're one church. We're going to be in multiple locations. And as we uh, go east, I'd love to have, especially those that are going to be attending or serving there. But because you've all given, you've all prayed, we've all been a part of that. I just think it'd be a beautiful time for us all to kind of converge in the place where that's going to be happening tonight. So come and be with us tonight. How many of you have uh, uh, or know what this is? Spell check. Okay. The rest of y'all, y'all need to get out a little more. Or, okay. Um, in my notes and uh, working and studying them, my notes for today, spell check kept getting me on this right here. It flagged me every time, but we're, we were very intentional about this title, Prayer Full. And I want to take the next three weeks or so, and we're going to talk about prayer and, and I'm really having my heart, and I believe this is my assignment, is to give you perhaps uh, some new insight that will help to kind of ignite your desire and, and need to pray. So we're going to be talking about prayer. Um, in the Old Testament, there's uh, one of the heroes. His name is Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is leading the effort to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. These walls have been... Uh, destroyed, laying in ruin and rubble for about a hundred years. And uh, they had been conquered by the Babylonians. Their beloved city had been destroyed and then they're carried away into exile. And now through favor and providence of God, uh, Nehemiah is leading this effort to rebuild those walls. Well, about as soon as he starts the project, and you know this to be the case, about as soon as he starts this project, there's opposition and there are enemies And the enemies are not just distant. They're like getting real up close, taunting them, threatening them, harassing them. And uh, the people are, uh, they they pray. Nehemiah leads them properly and they they pray. Everybody say pray. And then they were active as well. And so he uh, placed guards day and night over over this work. Uh, The workers began to get really tired. Imagine they didn't have power equipment or tools. They didn't have cranes or bulldozers or anything else to, you know, to help them with this massive undertaking. They're physically exhausted. They're emotionally discouraged because you've got people walking right up to their work, insulting them, harassing them, threatening them. And I love what Nehemiah said. You ready for this? He, he gathered the people and he said this, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And I want to say that to you this morning. Don't be afraid of them, whoever them is. Remember the Lord. He is great and he is awesome. Well, in short order, the Lord uh, exposed the plans of the enemy because they had plans to just stop everything. He exposed the plans of the enemy and then frustrated those plans and gave Nehemiah a strategy. And through a number of things, including that strategy, they were able to finish the work in an incredible 
52 days were able to rebuild the, the walls. Well, part of the strategy that, that God gave Nehemiah because of the plan and the threats of the enemy was this, that while they did their work, in one hand they had a weapon and the other hand they had a tool. And what I want to do, I want to present prayer to you in this regard that prayer is both a weapon and prayer is a tool and that we can use both. And so as we look at this and just the value and the import of prayer, let me remind you about prayer real quick. Prayer is a privilege. Prayer is powerful. That through this avenue of prayer, this powerful privilege that we have, we're actually able to access and connect with, you ready? Almighty God, who also happens to be our Heavenly Father. I don't know what else to tell y'all today to, to cheer you up, just, just a scotch there. Amen. Uh, so prayer, so powerful. We, we have the privilege, so what's the problem? There's a problem with praying. Pastor Ron, don't tell him. Number one problem with praying is, you know it? We don't. Try it again to get everybody in on this, okay? Number one problem with praying is we don't. don't. Come on, anybody admit it? From time to time, we just like, you know, we go around doing all kinds of other things. But I'm telling you, number one problem with your prayer life is is you don't. James chapter 4 verse 2 says this, you do not have because you do not ask. And so flip that, ask, and you will receive. And so let's go ahead and and do this. E.M. Bounds, who's a great author, he's in his reward, he's in heaven now, but he's written literal volumes on prayer, and I've read read his books on on prayer. And one thing that stuck out to me years ago about prayer, I quote it often, and it's this, prayer kills Satan, prayerlessness kills you. Now, it's not literally that we kill Satan or we are literally killed, but get the import of this. Prayer kills Satan. Prayerlessness kills you. So you know what? We need to pray. Come on, everybody say pray. And we need to have a life that is prayerful. So today, let's look at prayer as a weapon. Prayer as a weapon. Let's kind of draw a parallel here to uh, the account I shared of Nehemiah. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6 and uh, verse 10 through 12 in the New Living Translation. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you, watch this, that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. I like that verse. Next verse. For we, say that's me, We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. Let me just stop right there. Uh, We have enemies. We have opposition. We have things in in your life. But understand, you're not fighting people. And I know you already had a list in your mind. Your mother-in-law, your boss, your whatever. Okay. Okay. But we're not fighting them. But understand this. How many of you know that God can use people? How many of you know that the devil also uses people? Okay. Back to our story. 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So we are, like it or not, we're in a struggle. We're in a battle. And this is so, so important that we get this right up front. Our enemy is a spiritual enemy. And our spiritual enemy, as we see from Scripture, has rank and file and hierarchy of evil, dark, unseen, strong, wicked. We are in a battle. Okay, point of balance. Everybody say balance. We always have to do this. Point of balance. How many of you know that anything taken to an extreme leads to error? Okay? Anything taken to an extreme leads to error. How many of you know that chocolate is good? <laughs> I thought I'd get an awesome amen on that one. Too. <laughs> but how many of you know that chocolate to an extreme, you're going to be staying home that day? <laughs> Do I have to explain everything to you people? Okay. All extremes lead to error. So here's the point of balance for us. Yes, a spiritual enemy. Yes, a spiritual struggle. But here's the point of balance. We do not center our lives on spiritual warfare. We center our lives on living a joyful life of trust and obedience to God. I want to say it again. We do not center our lives on spiritual warfare. We don't ignore the fact that we're in spiritual battle. We don't center our lives on that. That does not become our main focus. The center of our lives, our focus of our lives, is to live a joyful life of trust and obedience with God. And I have to say that because, you know, let's say at interest night tonight, you know, we're expanding what God is wanting to do, you know, and there's... There's spiritual struggle with that, but I don't want you showing up in camo, wearing night vision goggles, and your nunchucks, okay? We're not, we're not fighting, we're not fighting a, a flesh and blood enemy. We're fighting a spiritual enemy, but understand this, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Are, are y'all here today? And when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against him, okay? So our focus is on a joyful life of trust and obedience with God, amen? Amen. Now, back to this. When you were born, when I was born, we were born into a battlefield. But when we were born again, when we were saved, when we gave our life to Jesus, came into the family of God, you are now enlisted in a winning army, Okay, so we're on the winning side. I thought that would make you smile this morning. (laughs) We've talked about almighty God, chocolate, and being on the winning side. I need a smile out of Meadowbrook this morning here just a little bit. Now, we do have opposition from the enemy in our lives. Bob your head if you know what I'm talking about. 
But we have the ability and we have the resources to overcome. We have the, the ability to withstand and in the end to still be standing. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11 in the message paraphrase says, we are able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. I want to tell you something. You are able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. And if it knocks you down, guess what? I'm either up or I'm what? I'm getting up. We just don't stay down. And God is sure and he is, he is faithful to help us that when we're down to give us his right hand and to raise us back up again. Amen? Amen. Now, since this is a spiritual battle and this is a spiritual enemy and there's a lot involved and this is unseen and dark and strong and wicked and, and all of those things, it's a spiritual battle. Guess what? We need spiritual strength and we need spiritual help. So look at me for this. We are no match for this on our own. You're not, I'm not. We are no match for this spiritual enemy and this spiritual struggle on our own. And this is why we must have help from above. We must have some spiritual help and spiritual strength that comes for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not of the flesh, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down, the destruction, the total demolition of the strongholds of the enemy. So the enemy does things, okay? And a lot of things happen in your life, my life, that we don't understand, can't understand really what, where that's coming from. And again, it's because the enemy is deceitful and dark and behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, sometimes we're wondering what's going on. But I don't want you to attribute everything to the enemy. Okay, so like if you had two light bulbs blow out at your house within a few days, how many of you know that wasn't the devil? I'm pretty sure it was. Or if you got a flat tire in your car and, you know, it was on your way to church or whatever, that was the devil. It was probably just a nail, something like that. I don't know for sure until we look at it, but, but see, we, sometimes we say, well, that's the devil, that's the devil, that's the devil. You know, no, no. There's natural course. There's natural course of things that happen. But there are things, hear me seriously on this. There are things that are working in the background, in the static, unseen, working against you, working against your marriage, working against your finances, working against your health, working against peace, working against all kinds of things, working against, and we need some help because we can't get our hands on this. We don't know what all's going on, but God does, and God is able, and God gives us the ability, and God gives us the resources, so again, we can withstand, and we can overcome the enemy. Amen. Look with me in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Therefore, now we're continuing on in Ephesians 6. Therefore, which means this, because of all of this that we just talked about, therefore, because of that, put on every piece of God's armor, put on every piece of God's armor, so you, say that's me, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Guess what? You will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil if you'll take what God is supplying for you. Then, come on, everybody say then. Then after the battle, you will, you will still be standing Firm. With the armor of God, we are able to stand. Now, 
The armor of God, we're not going to go over that right now. Later on, uh, we're going to come through and, and uh, study that out again because of how important it is. But the armor is, is defensive. It's protective for you. But in this passage, we also find two weapons, offensive weapons. So I want to look at these just real quick here. So weapons, everybody say two weapons. Okay, and these weapons, these weapons are what, part of what God gives us to help us so that, we can, so that we can win. The first weapon would be this, the Word of God, the Word of God. Now, in this passage in, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, And take the sword of the Spirit, which is the, it's the Word of God. Now, if you'll study throughout Scripture that whenever you take the Word of God and you put it in your mouth, now I'm not talking about bite your Bible, I'm not talking about literally, but when you take what God says and you say it, when you put God's Word in your mouth, it is likened to a sword. And so the sword of the Spirit is the... And so we need to be speaking God's Word instead of everybody else's Word. What does he say about my situation, about this, about that? We need to get, that's why we use the Bible. That's why I tell you, read it every day. And that's why we study it and break it down every way that we can because we're trying to equip you. We're trying to weaponize you so that you have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, this works. Because go back in the beginning of Jesus' ministry, Jesus used the sword of the Spirit. How? He put the word of God in his mouth and he gained victory over the devil and temptation in the wilderness by using this weapon. Guess what else? And we'll see it happen later on in in future history to come. There will be a great battle at Armageddon and Jesus will totally win that victory, swiftly win that victory by the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which would be in his mouth. So... Be it alone in the desert with the devil himself or the battle of all battles, this is a weapon that you and I have. Second weapon that I want to focus on for us, and this is our focus today, is prayer. So we're looking at prayer as a weapon. Let's look in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Follow me because we're going to speed up just a little bit here. Praying, come on, everybody say praying. So this is a weapon, prayer as a weapon. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Now just trust me on this. I'm going to move fast on this, but I want to break this down. The New Testament is written in in Greek, and there's richness in the Greek and in the structure of this that we don't uh, as easily see right away. And I'm not going to pull anything on you, but praying at all times. This is not constantly praying. I believe from other scripture we're to stay in a spirit or attitude of prayer, that all the time it's like staying on the line, okay? It's like, hold on, I'll be right back, God. Stay there, don't hang out. You know, and that you stay there and then you can go right back into conversation with the Lord. I think we should kind of live that way. But it's not, I'm praying all the time, you know, and and you say, honey, the baby needs his diaper changed. It looks like it hadn't been changed in nine hours. I know, I've been praying. I can't can't do that. (laughs) We have no food and the bills have not been paid. Why not? I've been praying, I've been praying. You know, no, you have to do stuff. Okay, we have a life to live. God knows that. But what this means, praying at all times means on all occasions. 
And it's reference to this, that things are going to come up, struggles and battles come up. There's occasions, and guess what you need to do when those occasions, when those times come up, kairos, when those, when those come up, you know what you need to do? You need to pray. Now, praying at all times in the Spirit. Everybody say, in the Spirit. Now, this certainly has to do with what I call our prayer language, which is a gift from God, which is a part of my daily devotional and prayer life to have that gift from God. That is a powerful thing. That is not the fullness of what this is talking about, though. It would include that. But praying at all times, on all occasions, whatever the situation that arises in the Spirit, what this actually means is aided by the Spirit, Aided by the Spirit. Connected with God, aided by the Spirit. How many of you know that we need some help by the Spirit? And Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27 says, we don't know how to pray as we ought to pray. Come on, bob your head if that's you too. I mean, situations come as like, I don't know entirely. God, uh, help them. You know, and there may, may be more that the Holy Spirit could help us to pray that out, to know how to pray. So the Holy Spirit aids us. So occasions arise. We pray with the Holy Spirit helping us with all prayer and supplication. So we're going to break down this prayer and supplication here for a moment. Now, helped by the Spirit with prayer and supplication, look with me in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. You still with me? Do not be anxious about anything. I think I just heard a fat chance. They <laughs> say, don't worry about anything. <laughs> right? But, come on, say but. <laughs> don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, what everything? The thing that you're anxious about by, here it is again, what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request. What's my request? Well, it has to do with this thing that I'm anxious, I'm worried about. Let your request be made known unto God. Now, watch this. Whenever you do get anxious, and come on, let's be honest. How many have been anxious, worried about something recently, right now, maybe? Okay. It, it happens. It's, it's part of life. Do you know what that is? It's part of your alarm system. When you feel that anxiety, when you feel that worry, that's an alarm. What is it telling you to do? Pray. That is your signal. That is your alarm. That we need to go pray. So when this rises, pray. But how do you pray? But everything helped by the Spirit, remember, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Handle, hear me, handle every situation by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Say it with me. Handle Every situation by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. We'll break that down a little bit further, but I want to talk about thanksgiving. Everybody say thanksgiving. And I'm not talking about November football food, all of those things, okay? I'm talking about in your life. Here, listen to me. Thanksgiving needs to be expressed on every interaction you have with God. I don't care if it's a cry for help. It's worship, it's reading his word, it's, it's whatever it would be. Every interaction with God should include thanksgiving to God because he has been so, so good to us. He has been so, so kind to us. Come on, y'all. He didn't have to do anything, but out of his love, he does. He's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. It's, it's rude, it's ignorant, it's uninformed. To just continue on with God's goodness in our life. And we don't even get, we don't even get a peace. 
We don't even catch what all he's doing for us, done for us, will do for us. You should just stay in that attitude of gratitude and handle every situation with prayer and supplication and make sure, make sure that there's always thanksgiving unto God. Amen? Amen. Now, let me just point this out real quick. Prayer, you'll see in a moment, is the approach. Okay, this is the approach. This is the ask, and this is the always. So prayer is the approach. Supplication is the ask, and thanksgiving is the always. Let's break this down real quick. Prayer, prayer. This word for prayer, and there are numerous words used for prayer in the New Testament. This particular Greek word here is used 127 times in the New Testament. And as I said, it has to do with an approach to prayer. This is general. This is general uh, relating to prayer. It has to do with obtaining good and averting evil. But more than that, it's up close. Follow this. It's face-to-face. It's intentional. It's mindful. It's alert. Don't miss this. It's not mechanical. I mean, you know, sometimes in church it's been modeled, not here, but I mean modeled that we just do these mindless prayers by memory and we just go on and on and on. This is not that. This is not that. This is up front. This is face-to-face. This is intentional. This is alert. This is not mechanical because it is to be reverent. This is how we approach God. We do not approach God like this. Hey, God, yo, big G. It's me, your boy. No, that is not the way this works. we We are in friendship with God. We are the children of God. He is our heavenly father. But but don't miss this. He is God. He is God. And we're to approach with reverence and with respect. This approach is prime. This, is, this helps us to just get centered back up on who we are going to. Next word is this, supplication, supplication. Supplication is more specific. This is, this is specific prayer. This is the petition. This is the request. This is the desire. This is the entreaty. And this is more detailed, okay? So we approach God. Their approach must be right. This is the ask now. You approach God in the right way. Now you ask. This is more earnest. This is more urgent. This is more detailed. And let me remind you again, handle every situation with prayer. That's our approach. Supplication, that's our ask. And then with thanksgiving, that is always. Because prayer is a weapon. Say it, prayer is a weapon. So in times of battle, in times of struggle, in times of, of you know, I know that I'm having resistance and, and, and harassment and so forth from the enemy. In those times, prayer is a weapon because that is how I connect with God to get his peace, to get his plan, to get some insight, to get some patience, to get God's presence. And not only that, but also to thwart and frustrate the plans of the enemy God will do that through prayer. Time and time in Scripture, we see where God intervenes and the enemy gets confused about themselves. And so pray, pray, you know, take that that before God in that way. But it is a weapon, and we need it as a weapon because our enemy is spiritual, our battle is spiritual, and we're going to have to have a connection beyond ourselves with God so that we can get the spiritual help, spiritual strength, spiritual insight that we need. Can you say amen? Amen. 
Back in 1990, and the church was about a year or so old at that point. We had a family in the church. They've since moved away. We're still very, very close to them. Uh, one of their sons was an army ranger and special ops. And if you'll remember, around that time, that's when the Gulf War began. So they had Operation Desert Shield and then Operation Desert Storm. He was deployed. He came back on one of his first breaks and he wanted to to sit down and meet with me. And he said, Pastor, I just need to talk to somebody. I I want some, I want you to help me understand a few things and and I want you to pray over me because he'd been exposed to things and, and seen some things that, you know, just as a young man, it's kind of hard for anybody to handle. And so we had a wonderful time sharing and he's actually made his career uh, pretty much in special ops and so forth. But he told me about the first night in the desert. And he said, we were on reconnaissance. So they're scoping out what's going on with the enemy. And he said, it is in the desert. It is cool at night. He said, it is dark. And he said, and we're scoping out some things when all of a sudden, he said, we're under fire, enemy fire, heavy enemy fire. He said, we just laid down and just kind of burrowed in, into the sand. And he says, and it was my responsibility at that point to radio. Everybody say radio. Because we're now getting enemy fire, heavy enemy fire. And he says, and what I did, he said, I rolled over onto my back on the sand. I'm looking up into the dark sky. And he said, and enemy fire is coming in. And he said, I radioed. Everybody say radio again. He radioed for air support. He said, I rolled back over on my belly, and he said, and I'm listening to them. They said, we're on our way. We've got your coordinates and this and that. And he said, and as we laid there, and the enemy continued to fire, and he said, we couldn't get up. We couldn't, we couldn't do much of anything because the enemy. He said, suddenly, I felt something. We felt something in the air. And he said, it was like a compression in the air. And he said, and then in a second, we realized what that compression was. It was U.S. fighter jets just storming right toward them, actually creating like a, a, a compression in the air. And he said, and then the biggest roar you could ever, ever believe, just he said, barely over our heads, it seemed like just took right over. And he said, and brought in the weapons needed and took out the enemy. And he said, and I realized, I realized that when we were able to stand up in a few moments, my radio was my weapon. And in the same way, prayer, hear me, you take on the, the incoming from the enemy. And sometimes we don't know what to do and what you need to do. That radio is prayer that you call in for air support to come in and take care of the enemy that you can't see and you don't know what to do and you don't, you're not sure what the next thing to do is. I'm telling you, prayer is your weapon. Amen. Now look real quick. Second Samuel. Second Samuel. There he is. In my distress, I called all my friends. No, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God, and he heard my voice from his temple. Here comes air support. And my cry entered his ears. He's given us a covenant in his word that if I hear you, I'll answer. If you call to me, I'll hear you. And if I hear you, I'll answer. Go ahead to Psalm 34. I sought the Lord 
and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Handle every situation by prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Prayer, your approach. Supplication is the ask. Thanksgiving is the always. We have a spiritual enemy. We have a spiritual battle. Don't get all distracted with that. Just know that prayer is your weapon. God hears, God answers, and you'll be able to still stand. Amen? One other thing real quick. I want to tell you what Nehemiah told the people too. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord. He is great and awesome. Amen? Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? All right. Amen. Let's stand together, could we? Father, I pray over your people today. I thank you that you have not left us alone, that your eyes are upon us. We are surrounded. We are covered. We are carried by your goodness. And we just declare greater is he that is in us than he that is after us. And God, thank you so much. Thank you for the weapons that you've given, mighty through God, to help ensure victory in our lives. Help us, though, to pick up the radio. Help us to pray, not to be fretting and worrying and running around, but to pray and use prayer as a weapon. And I thank you, God, for victory in the lives of your people. Bless them now. Give them a great rest of the day. I speak peace to every dwelling, every gathering. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. I love you. You're dismissed. Peace. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.